when you have a pastor that loves music, that loves worship, that loves the presence of God, that is an attraction for musicians because that's what musicians are hungry for. That's, they want to be around that. They want to experience that. Appointment Ministries Podcast Network, strength for today's pastor. Here's your host, Bill Holdridge. Bill is the director of Poyman Ministries, which is a team of former longtime senior pastors who are available to strengthen pastors, to strengthen churches. Welcome to today's episode of Strength for Today's Pastor. This is podcast number 40. And we're again with Pastor Holland Davis. And today's subject is going to be how the senior pastor can work with his worship leader. Holland Davis is the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel San Clemente and has been a longtime worship leader with Calvary Chapels and in other places. He teaches, he exhorts, he encourages, he provides definition. And this is the second of two podcasts with Holland Davis. And in this particular episode, we're going to be looking at those subjects. So join us, and we're just going to dive right in. You're a senior pastor, obviously, and so you've got a worship leader. You just talked about that. So talk for a minute, Holland, if you if you would, on the subject of uh, what can a senior pastor share with his worship leader uh, that will be helpful? And from the worship leader's perspective, what does a worship leader want and need from his senior pastor? Well, one of the things that I, I actually cover in depth in my book is kind of the worship leader pastor relationship. And the title of the um, chapter is called Dancing with Porcupines. Uh, because sometimes that's what it feels like. It feels more like a dance with porcupines, you know, two people trying to have, you know, kind of, kind of come together from two different worlds. Um, but the thing is, is that me as a worship leader, just reflecting back on my development as a worship leader, I am the worship leader I am today because I had a senior pastor that would spend time with me, that invited me into his world, that invited me to his house, that invited me to, you know, eat, you know, dinner gatherings, that, that sent me to conferences, not just worship conferences, but, uh, but to, uh, pastor conferences. So I, I could learn about leadership and that really invested in me as a, a minister of the gospel, not just as a musician. And um, and I think there's so many pastors that look at worship as simply a musical function. But what, you know, if you look in the scriptures, there's no position, there's no gift of worship, there's no position of worship leader. You know, there's pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles. And so, what I maintain is that um, a worship leader is is a pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, apostle that uses their skills level in music to minister. So what I've noticed is that the great majority of worship leaders are really have a pastoral gifting. They're really pastoring the church through music, hmm. pastoring the church through prayer. You know, one of my other definitions for worship is sung prayer. It's our prayer set to music um, in, ten, in terms of congregational worship, um, a congregational setting. And so 
the worship leader is the prayer leader of the church. And so it's essential for the worship leader then to become connected to the people, not just on a, a musical level, but connected to the people personally, knowing what's going on with their lives, ministering, praying for them, so that as they're selecting songs, as they're uh, reading the text that the, that the pastor will be teaching out of, um, they're able to facilitate the prayer that's in the hearts of the people already and, and give voice to that prayer. And so, you know, that means that the, that the senior pastor really needs to invest in their worship leader with their time, with their life, you know, in terms of just letting them see how they are as a person, getting to know them. And then uh, even even going as far as to recognize what are they? Are they a pastor? Are they a worship, you know, are they an evangelist? I've worked with some worship leaders that are really evangelists. And I've worked with evangelists. And, you know, an evangelist is going to see worship differently than a pastor is. A pastor is going to want everybody to feel included, everybody to feel loved. An evangelist is going to want the person who doesn't know Jesus, who is foreign to church, to walk into church and feel at home. And so they're going to want the music to sound like the radio. They're going to want the musicians to look like, you know, people on a on a platform in a, uh, in a rock concert. Um, they just have a different way of seeing things. It's not negative. It's just different. When um, when I worked with a with an evangelist, um, a Calvary Chapel pastor who really was more of an evangelist, they were really concerned about the kind of songs we use. They didn't want us to use hymns because they didn't feel like the hymns related to people. They wanted us to write originals or arrange songs in a way that that was sounded very progressive. But when I was on staff with Pastor Chuck, you know, he's a teacher and he's a pastor. So his number one value was he wanted everyone involved. And uh, in the very least, he could do that with just him standing up and singing a cappella. Then everybody would be involved. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but for the first 10 years of Calvary Chapel, that was how worship happened. Uh, it was the Bible study leader just leading a cappella songs. They really didn't have what we would call a worship leader. They had a, a song leader on Sunday mornings that led three hymns you know, with a piano and organ. And that was still happening when I was on staff there, you know, many decades later. So, you know, there were things that Pastor Chuck did that, that were very traditional and other things that were he did things a little unconventionally. Um, but in the area of worship, in the very least, he could just sing a cappella, and then everybody would be involved. And that was really what he wanted. Well, that's the heart of a pastor. But but he was also a teacher. And so he was concerned about what the song said. And he didn't like songs that repeated over and over and over and over again. He didn't like songs that had no message. He wanted the songs to um, to say something and mean something. And so he loved, you know, for that reason, he loved the hymns. He always wanted to include the hymns. You know, so I went from one pastor who didn't want any hymns to Pastor Chuck that just wanted, you know, as, you know, as many hymns as was appropriate because of what the hymns said. And, you know, how I knew that was that 
Chuck spent time with me sharing what his vision was. And that's something that a lot of pastors don't do. They don't spend ongoing time with their worship leaders to not only share their vision, but also share how to work it out in everyday life. Um, you know, even challenging songs that are being sung, like the like the song that is most controversial, I think, right now that I hear about is the song Reckless Love, which I absolutely love the idea of the song, you know, that that um, that I don't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. You know, so I actually rewrote the song. And instead of reckless, I use boundless love. Good word. Uh, because that, you know, to me, that is more accurate uh, in describing what the song says. But, you know, the, you know, taking a song like that and a lot of churches are just singing it and they're giving the idea that, you know, that God doesn't really care, that God doesn't care about his personal safety, that he just kind of was, you know, haphazardly running into danger in order to save the world. When in fact, we know that is not true. You know, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was looking at the cross and he made a conscious decision, knowing the price, knowing what it cost, and willingly he made that decision to go to the cross for our sins. Well, when you understand that, it makes it way more powerful than reckless. You know, it's not a reckless kind of thing at all. It's it's way more profound because God was not reckless at all. He was very intentional in what he did. And it was his intention that basically won us all. You know, his intentional love for us is what changed all of us and made us want to love him. Crucified before the foundation of the world. The lamb slain. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Very intentional. Very, very helpful, Holland. Very good stuff. I love that. I love the way you view the worship leader. He's he's not a song leader. He's not just somebody that shows up and does a great musical set, but he has a role. He may be an evangelist. He may be a pastor teacher, but he needs to discover that and operate from that stronger gifting. And uh, boy, that just raises the level of worship significantly in a church, I can imagine. Thanks for that. So how can somebody get a hold of your book and how can somebody get a hold of some of the resources that you've produced on worship leading, worship, some of the songs you've written? You've already mentioned worship, worshipsong.com. Maybe you could talk about that for a little bit. Um, yeah, well, I have a website, hollanddavis.com, and then our, our church website is calvarysanclemeni.org. And, you know, both of those, we have resources. I have all my messages online. If, if you go to free.hollanddavis.com, I try to put up when I speak somewhere, I put my notes up there because a lot of times pastors will come back and say, you know, um, this happened recently. I spoke at the International Pastors Conference on worship and several of the pastors wanted the PowerPoint and the notes to that. And so I made it available at free.hollanddavis.com so that they could download it and go through it with their worship team or with their worship leader and be able to, you know, uh, be more intentional in developing worship in their churches. But worship song, you know, really began as a vision from Pastor Chuck where he would tell me, he goes, you know, my sermons are free. You could get any of my sermons online for free. How do we do that with worship? And so um, I prayed about it, and I just one day 
checked out the URL worshipsong.com and it was available. So I, I got it and I, and I thought, how do we create a way for people to, you know, upload their songs? They have a free chord chart they can download. Most of the songs have a free chord chart where you could download the, the chord chart. And so we, we launched it. And initially it was all the Calvary Chapel music songs were on there kind of in a, in a, uh, in its fourth or fifth version of it now where uh, it's become much broader um, than Calvary chapels. There's a lot of different uh, individuals that put their songs on there. But the idea was to create a way for, um, for people to hear songs and then download a chord chart and teach the song in their Bible study or in their church. And then we also wanted to, you know, a lot of people started asking, well, I want to be able to share that, you know, MP3 with our um, worship team. How do we do that? And so I've kind of felt if a church is going to invest in, uh, you know, recording a project that we could create a way for them to sell their, their MP3s through the site. So we added that feature. Um, and so if you want to give away your MP3, you can give away your MP3 of the song, or if you want people to purchase it, uh, they can do that as well. It's totally flexible uh, and it's all free, you know, for people to use. And then, you know, the next phase kind of happened that a lot of churches started using multi-tracks to kind of give their bands a bigger sound. And um, and so we developed a multi-track band app. It's called Worship Song Band App, which is kind of the premier band app on that's out there today. And again, it's completely free. And it's the only um, multi-track band app that lets individuals, independent, you know, producers of music, to create multi-tracks and use it in our band app. All the other ones you have to, you know, join a program or pay money or something like that. You don't have to do that with ours. It's all kind of open source so that, you know, it's, it's just there to encourage the sharing of songs. And so we've got something like three to 5,000 songs being listened to every day from all around the world. And, um, We've seen we've seen the songs used in churches and God's blessing it. And so recently with our worship uh, conferences that we've began, um, the West Coast Worship Conference, we uh, we've been putting all of the songs um, that have been released through the conferences on the site. And we have something like, I don't know, 50 or 60 songs over the last two years that are being written in Calvary chapels wow. that are available. So. Yeah, it's I I just see and it's just it's small. It's just the beginning um, because I believe God is breathing on churches again in a fresh way, and there's new songs being written, and um, we just want to see a way for that to get out to the body of Christ, uh, where you don't have to go to a record company and try to sell your image and try to sell your soul, basically, to get your song heard. We're just creating a way for it to happen for free. Well, I think I speak for anybody listening to this podcast and say thanks for making all those resources available. I mean, that's that's incredible in so many ways that you've done it. This is great tools. These are great tools for the worship leaders and for the pastors. So before we close, Holland, maybe you could just give one last word to senior pastors, what you'd like to share with them that would strengthen them in their ministries, uh, especially in the area of worship. Well, one of the things I want to to share is, um, you know, being the senior pastor, being a worship leader, becoming the senior pastor, 
there's a lot of Calvary Chapel pastors that are doing exactly what I did for the first you know years of our church, where you're teaching, you're preparing, you know, Bible studies. We I do a midweek study and a Sunday morning study, and then I and then I'm leading worship at all of those services. I know how hard that was uh, to do, and you know we prayed. You know, people ask how do you get a worship leader? Well, we prayed them in. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And then God opened up an opportunity for me to teach at the Calvary Bible Institute. And um, so as I was out there teaching, the students got to know me and some of the, and one of, and that's basically how we got our worship leader. And so, you know, I think that oftentimes we get stuck in how we approach things. And so, first of all, be encouraged and pray. You know, it doesn't mean that your ministry isn't, you know, isn't doing well. And if you don't have a worship leader, do what Pastor Chuck did and sing a cappella. Um, I can tell you from personal experience that I was there on Tuesday nights when John Corson would sing a cappella and it was a packed house and everyone in the room was singing. And every time I heard John sing, I felt job security. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. He... He cannot sing, but he got the whole church singing. And, you know, so in the very least, you know, the senior pastor can do what the Calvary Chapel pastors did for years before there were worship leaders. They just led acapella singing and, uh, and it was, and they sang scripture songs and it was wonderful. It was, it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, it was John Wickham that was the first worship leader hired at Costa Mesa. And when Chuck hired him, he made a space for him on Sunday morning to lead worship. And that's how contemporary worship got introduced into Calvary Chapel. But that was almost like 10 years after the, you know, after things had gotten going. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't immediate. And, you know, and that gave me great encouragement because I've been praying probably for like seven years for my worship leader that I have now. And so it, you know, it's sometimes it's praying, but sometimes it's also going, where do I go to put myself in a place where people are going to get to know me? Musicians are going to get to know me. And as a senior pastor, that means me getting out of my comfort zone. You know, I drove to Palm Springs to teach in this Bible Institute. I'm a musician and I'm a student. I, I love to study the Bible. So that by definition means that I relate more to computer screens and wood and steel than I do people. You know, sometimes being around people, I'm I'm a very shy person, um, but being around people can be intimidating for me. But I got out of my comfort zone and I did it and God blessed it. And so maybe there's a way for you to begin a, a Bible study that's outside of your church, maybe at a library, maybe at something where it puts you in an environment that's totally different than what you're used to. And, um, and then you see God, you know, naturally begin to work through that ministry to bring you the people that you need. Um, Jesus found people everywhere. He wasn't, he, he, he found you know, some of his disciples came through family members. Some of them came through people that he just met when he was out and about. You know, it wasn't, he didn't sit around and wait for people to come to him. He was out ministering to the people and that's when God brought the resources. And I think sometimes we forget that very basic thing that as a senior pastor, we need to get out and be amongst the people 
And as we're ministering amongst the people, God brings the resources. And so just be encouraged. You know, God is doing a, a work in your church and, you know, people love your church. People love you. And, um, and don't forget that. When the enemy comes to discourage, don't forget that. Very encouraging. Thanks, Holland, so much. Would you lead us in a word of prayer and then we'll, we'll close this episode. All right. Well, Father, I thank you, first of all, for every uh, church, for every Calvary Chapel that's out there, because every church is a miracle. Every church is really a work of the Spirit. It's something that you gave birth to, no matter how big, no matter how small. Lord, it's all a work of the Spirit. And that, Lord, you have gifted and empowered each of these pastors, these senior pastors, uniquely to minister in the areas that you've placed them. And that, Lord, you will provide everything that they need. And so, Lord, as they are faithfully serving you, Lord, that they would sense your favor, that they would sense your love, that they would sense your power. And I pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a fresh empowering of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that they would be endued with power from on high, that, Lord, when they preach, their preaching would be at a different level because of the Holy Spirit. When they pray, their prayers would be effective on a different level because of the Holy Spirit. That as they counsel, whatever they do, and as they lead their churches, as they um, interface with these worship leaders, Lord, that it would just happen at a different level because of the empowering presence of Jesus, the, the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And we just thank you for the work that you're doing, and we look forward to what you will do by the work of your Spirit in the days and the months and the years ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente and the organizer and author of a lot of different resources that have been listed at the end of this podcast. So God bless you uh, for listening, and thanks again, Pastor Holland, and may the Lord be with you in your service to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Strength for Today's Pastor is sponsored by Poiman Ministries. You can find us at poimanministries.com. That's spelled P-O-I-M-E-N ministries.com. If something in today's program prompts a question or desire to connect with us, or if you have a comment or a topic idea for a future episode, just shoot us an email at strongerpastors at gmail.com. That's strongerpastors at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may you continue to be a strengthened pastor.